Today is a really cool day, and I'm so glad that you all get to share it with me. I have uh, my friend Marie with me. Hey, Marie. Hello. Now, I know why you are all smiley right now, because when you found out who I was going to interview, you said, I have to be here. Yes. I have wanted to meet this author for probably four or five years and would say that this is one of the experiences on my bucket list. Well, I'm glad we can cross that off. And this is actually the realization or of a goal or an intention I set in motion two and a half years ago when I first heard this author at a conference out in Las Vegas. And as I was sitting in the audience, I looked up at her and I said, someday I'm going to interview her. I didn't know how and I didn't know when but I knew it was going to happen. So this is the how and this is the when that I actually get to say, hello, Doreen Virtue. Hi, how are you, Lisa? <laughs> I'm doing great. So you didn't know you, like, you had that big of an impact. <laughs> well, it's really sweet. I, of course, give all credit to God and the angels, but it's fun to be the conduit. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Now, for those of you, now I went around, Doreen, and I, I was telling my friends, oh, I'm going to interview Doreen Virtue, Doreen Virtue. And a couple of them said, oh, the angel lady? So <laughs> That's what people call me. <laughs> now, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, it's, it's um, flattering and honoring. I definitely work very hard to stay out of my ego and to give all credit to God and the angels. I, I think everybody's equally connected to the angels and everyone's purpose is equally important. And I just... I feel very fortunate that I get to work full-time with the angels because they're so beautiful and filled with love. They they are, and they can be um, persistent when they want your attention. Just to Definitely do, persistent, yes. <laughs> to do a little background, Doreen, can you tell us what happened on July 15th, 1995? Oh, absolutely, Lisa. I was getting ready to go to an appointment, um, not far from my house, when I heard a, a male voice outside my right ear say loudly to me, Doreen, you'd better put the top up on your car or it will be stolen. Mm-hmm. And it said this three times. And I knew what it meant because I had a car at the time that was, you know, just okay looking with the top up. When the top was down, it was a white convertible with white upholstery and being blonde. It just I knew it was a little too flashy for the neighborhood I was driving to to go to this church and (laughs) so i wanted to put the top up and listen to the voice but the motor on my top was broken so i instead prayed for protection and an hour later exactly what the voice said came true i was in an armed carjacking and i it's just as terrifying as it sounds um i didn't know what to do i i prayed again and I know that God and the angels did this. There was a woman who just happened to be in the parking lot sitting in her car, and she leaned on her car horn, and her her honks of her horn attracted the attention of these people who came out, and they chased these two men away. And I just got down on my knees and thanked God for saving my life. Um, The angel had also told me to scream with all my might, and that was a real breakthrough moment for me because... I had been really willful before then. I'd listened to God kind of like a buffet. Like, <laughs> I'll take this, I'll take that, but not this, not that. <laughs> and I really had control issues with God. I, was, I had this fear that God would somehow take away all my fun if I really surrendered, you know, and I would be suddenly living a, an ascetic life. And, 
And I learned that God really has higher standards for us than we do. And mm-hmm. surrender, it doesn't mean giving up control. It means working with this amazing team that wants to help you. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time when this carjacking attempt was taking place, were you... You, were you actively working with other realms at this time, or this was the event that kind of pushed you into that arena? Well, it's a great question. I, I've always worked with angels because just like most children, I was highly sensitive to energies. And I was lucky that I had parents that, while they didn't understand it, they supported it enough so I didn't shut down. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've, I've always talked to angels when I was a psychotherapist. I was doing psychic readings on my patients, but just not calling it that. And and so what the carjacking did for me was really showed me that I'd better listen to God and the angels because next time I may not live to tell about it because I had ignored their guidance this one time and look what had happened. Mm-hmm. It also taught me that I needed to forgive everyone in my life who had ever attempted to harm me or harm me because hanging on to bitterness or fear from unforgiveness would ruin everything that I stood for. Mm-hmm. And so I worked really hard to forgive the men who, who were in the carjacking. Now I see them as being instrumental in my life, so they were, in their own way, angels. And I not only have forgiven them, I love them for the role that they played. Oh. And that's real freeing and healthy. Wow, that that is. And Marie and I were just talking about this be, before we uh, contacted you, and it was pretty much a simple question that a lot of people ask, and we want your answer to it. Who can connect with angels? Well, everyone. That's it. Yeah, there's, you know, right. because... There's no exceptions to that. I mean, uh, speaking as a lifelong clairvoyant, every single person has guardian angels with them. As I look at every person, I see at least two, usually a lot more angels with every person without exception. But the thing that's obvious to us all is that not everyone talks to their angels or we would have complete peace right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what my work is about, is working with the angels is the fastest route to, to peace I've ever found. It's, it's non-denominational. It doesn't require you to do anything except for just think the word angels and see what happens next. And it's one step at a time you learn to have real faith that you're not alone, that you have these unconditionally loving beings with you at all times, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to talk about two of Doreen's books, The Archangels 101 and Angel Words. Now, The Archangels 101, I definitely need to read this. And I apologize that I have not read it yet, but I don't know the different realms. And I'm like, well, of course I talk to my angels, but like, if I want more power, do I talk to those archangels? Because are they the, the, the big time ones? Should I always go to them first? Well, the answer is that I wrote the book Archangels 101 to introduce the different specialties of each arc, of the 15 archangels with whom I work. And while you can just think, God, please send me an angel, and the right angel will come to you. There's this comfort that comes from developing an even more personal relationship with each one of them. And so it does help. I have a chart in that book in the back that says, you know, if you want help with your life purpose, call on Archangel Michael. If you're trying to find your eyeglasses, call on Shamuel. If you want to have a, uh, a new friend, new friends in your life, call on Raguel, and so forth. So, so it's, it's helpful to know who's who. 
because then you can ask for what you specifically need. Marie had a question about knowing when someone is talking to you. How do you understand and interpret who it is that's talking to you? Well, you can ask, and that's how I usually start off, you know, who, who is this? You can also feel, just like when the telephone rings and you pick up the phone, if you don't look at the caller ID, you can instantly know who this is by their voice or their energy. You can feel who it is. Um, it's the same way with the angels. The more familiar we become with them, the more that we can recognize them. Um, I'm also a musician, and you know, I can hear a musical note, and I can pretty much tell you what that note is just by hearing it, and that's just something you develop with time and practice. And, and it's the same with working with angels. You can recognize, oh, that's Michael, um, who has a certain cadence to his voice and a certain pitch and, and strength to his energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one way to know you're, he's with you is that the room suddenly becomes very warm because he's got that fiery energy. And a lot of women think they're having a hot flash when Michael shows up. <laughs> It's not menopause. It's Archangel Michael. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And, you know, everybody is worthy because that was another one that I heard once. Oh, I'm I'm not worthy to speak to the archangels. Really? I just couldn't believe that. Well, people think they have to earn the angels' help. And this comes from some organized religions that imply that or teach that. And the truth is that God's unlimited, the archangels are unlimited, our angels are unlimited, and we're unlimited. That old belief in lack and limitation is, thank goodness, on the way out. And we're um, on the crest of really understanding true abundance for all with plenty to spare and share. And getting away from greed and competition and corruption and embracing the new energy of cooperation and the law of attraction and manifestation is where we're at right now. So we light workers are here to learn that for ourselves and then to model it for others. The best thing that anyone can do for their life purpose right now is to be happy. Okay. And how does somebody deal with uh, the issue of fear when it comes to spirit communication and angelic connection and all of that? Well, there, there are those fears about connecting with lower energies. And so you definitely want to call on God, and you and Archangel Michael is the protector angel, so you can ask for him to watch over um, your interactions with angels to ensure that it's only beings of God's pure light and love. And that's absolutely guaranteed, your safety. Um, I love working with Archangel Joe Fiel, J-O-P-H-I-E-L, who's in the Archangels 101 book, and She's got a very feminine energy. Her name means the beauty of God. And she helps us whenever we feel afraid to lift our thoughts up to more of a beautiful place so that we attract um, at a higher vibration than fear. So how do you help someone? Like, for example, Marie was, tell her the story of how you were told about your mother. Uh, One morning I woke up and I had called her. And I got her answering machine, and I heard this voice like you described outside of my right ear very clearly telling me that she was dead. And, of course, being human and panicking, that was not something that I wanted to believe. As the day went on and the voice became stronger and stronger, I did eventually go to her home and sadly found her deceased. 
um, that at that point, and that ties into the question that Lisa asked with the fear, um, you know, when, when you get something that was that powerful, or at least for me to get it that powerfully, it scared me away from even wanting to connect with anything at that point. Um, thinking, okay, if you're going to tell me now, why couldn't you have told me four days ago? Um, and I used to own a metaphysical store and that would be a question that a lot of people would come in with saying, you know, I'm not sure I want to explore this route because I'm afraid, or I always know when someone's going to die and I don't want to know that. So I think these are some real concerns that people have. I mean, they all know they're intuitive, but they're, that's one barrier. That for is them. a big fear is they, they, can we, uh, request not to hear about death? Well, we can. What I've found with situations like yours, Marie, is that that's a special gift. That's a part of your life purpose, to receive those prescient messages um, of things that people might consider negative. Of course, that would be considered horrible to find about your mother's death in any circumstances. And what I've found is when that kind of thing happens, it's because you have requested to know about these ahead of time so you can pray. Um, that when I tune into what happened, Marie, I get that your mother visited you and wanted to let you know that she'd passed on now, but that she was okay and that she loved you. And so you didn't get the message from the traditional angel per se. You got it from your mother herself. And, and after wow. uh, processing that, when that happened, it was really so her. And I kind of figured that it was because it, I had, it had been a crazy week at work. She knew it had been crazy and she waited until after that craziness subsided before she came and let me know because we figured that she had been gone about four days when I had found her. Um, right. Wow. And she didn't want you to just find her. She wanted you to know ahead of time so that it would soften the blow. Amazing. Yeah, it didn't work real well. But, <laughs> but she tried. But so, she tried. Uh, she t- so what's the first thing that you can help someone? Let's say someone is listening to this right now and they say, you know what? I want to go out and, and get a book and read about this. Or what is the first thing that I can do to feel comfortable with connecting with my archangels? Now, of course, you know, I'm, Doreen's books are all fabulous and I've, I've read several of them, but the Archangels 101 is one of her newer ones and you can, you can try that one. Start with a book that feels good to you. Uh, Doreen also has great angel decks, which are fabulous for inspiration and guidance. And, you know, sometimes it's just a good, when I wake up in the morning, I draw a card and a good feel good on your way. But what can someone do if they say, I want to get to know my angels? Well, I really, first of all, again, believe that everyone already knows their angels. So moving it to a more conscious level is what we're doing. And I think the easiest way is before you go to sleep at night is simply to think, angels, please come into my dreams and give me a clear message that I'll easily understand about and then ask about any topic that you're needing help with or answers about, and they will definitely do that. The thing with angels is that they respect that we all have free will, and they won't impose on our free will unless we ask for their help. So you can't just sit there and go, well, the angels and God already know what I need, so they'll, they'll figure it out. It's not like that. It's an interactive process. So first you ask for help, and you can ask for help by thinking the word help, you can say it out loud. 
you can be specific what you want help with, or you can just say, um, this or something better, God, God's will, come, come to me. Um, however you ask for help is fine, as long as you ask for help. And then notice what happens. This is how we build faith that the angels are real. Like a good scientist, we experiment with the hypothesis I'm giving everyone that angels are real and they want to help you with everything without exception. When you ask for angels' help, you will notice that you'll first feel better, you'll feel more peaceful, more calm, more happy, safer, and that good things will start to happen to you. Other parts of your life that aren't supposed to be there um, will fall away. So it may, for some people, it may feel like things are unraveling. It's really just a letting go of that which should not have been in your life in the first place or that which you're done with and it served its purpose. Mm -hmm. And they're really just helping you to throw the weight over the side of the hot air balloon so that you can fly higher and higher in your life. Oh, I love that. And could you speak briefly on the difference and or similarities of angels, fairies, spirit guides? Goddess energy. Yeah. Certainly. Well, it's very much like how we've got Empower Radio, you know, at one frequency. (laughs) We've got on your television, you've got um, CBS and ABC and and NBC, and they're, they're all side-by-side, side, apparently, but they're different frequencies, and it's the same way with the spirit world. And you can think of it as a vertical line going from the earth to heaven, straight up, from the earth being the densest physical life, like, like us, we're, we're very dense. That's why you can see us and touch us. Mm-hmm. And when you go up a little bit higher than that, you go to the earth's Spirits, and that would include the fairies, and I call them the nature angels, who are the environmentalists, who are right there with your pets and your flowers and the garden, and, and they are helping to protect Mother Earth and, and all of her children. Then you go up a little bit higher, and you've got the departed animals and people, and they're just a little bit higher than we are right here, right next to us, but a different frequency. Higher than that would be your personal guardian angels. Mm-hmm. who every person has, mm-hmm. and then up above that would be your ascended masters and your archangels, so that would include the goddesses and the archangels like Michael, Gabriel, etc. And then above that would be the the energy that is beyond form, so that would be Holy Spirit, Higher Self, and God, and that's the highest frequency of, it, of them all. Now that makes sense to me. Now I'm now I'm kind of getting it because, and each one of these, like the archangels and even the fairies and all that, I have um, a, a spirit guide that's been with me since I'm a child. His name is Arrow, and he always lets me know he's around by a really cool feeling in my upper arms that almost feel like a bird taking flight, nice. sort of like a rolling motion, and mm-hmm. that's how I always know he's around. Will archangels do the same sort of thing, or is that just more of a intensity well you definitely can feel the archangels and the angels presence um you might feel as like you said a a physical feeling or it might be more of an emotional feeling of comfort and safety and peace and you can ask your angels to give you a sign to let you know that they're there that works really well i wrote a whole book on that called signs from above so you might receive um white feathers that you see everywhere or you might see angel numbers like 444 on license plates and phones mm-hmm. to let you know that they're with you mm-hmm. sparkles of lights or flashing lights or other ways that the angels let you know that they're with you 
that was the book that I recommended to my friend who lost her husband a year ago. And I've been, you know, helping her through this transition. And we were in the car together and she's like, I just don't know. I'm just not sure if it's him. And now I know that it's definitely him. And all of a sudden, you know, a car cuts her off and a license plate in the back were only his three initials. Now, cars here usually have letters and numbers. This was just three letters, and they were her husband's exact initials. And she turned to me, and I said, don't you dare ask me if that was a sign from him. And we both started laughing because, so, yeah, so, you know, he was trying so, to help her. Love, they love to give us initials and signs on license plates. So that's beautiful that you helped her. Well done. Well, thank you. And she really enjoyed your book, and so it got her to question more she would find a penny and think oh is that him and i'm just happy that she got to the point where she's actually asking questions and absolutely and and i was trying to help her with go ahead and ask god and your angels around you and even your other deceased loved ones if you're trying to figure out the signs because that's a that's a big issue doreen with people is that how do i know it's them is this a sign Right. Well, what I've found is that um, the angels tend to use nature as their way of giving signs. So they'll use rainbows and angel-shaped clouds and birds and butterflies and feathers to convey their presence, where our deceased loved ones tend to use man-made or human-made objects like coins or flickering the TV set to let you know that they're with us. That's interesting. I never knew that. That's exciting to know. (laughs) Now, Marie, are you getting any signs from your mother? Um, the sign for her with me are butterflies. And I earlier this spring, I stood outside on my patio, and all of a sudden I was just enveloped in a swarm of beautiful butterflies. Um, I see them all the time, and I just say, hi, Mom. <laughs> and I have some that just hang around the back door and... Yeah, and it's it's that simple connecting with angels as well, right? We can just talk to them like, yep. you know, we don't have to have any grand, you know, rituals or anything. It's just, hi, Archangel Michael, right? Exactly, yeah. They appreciate the invocations, but they say it's not necessary that we say the invocations for ourselves. And really what the angels, all they want from us is peace. That's the greatest gift we could give to them is to be happy. I had a a lady in one of the seminars I was doing, and she said, yeah, I tried that talking to angels thing, and I asked uh, for a parking spot when I went shopping, and I didn't get it. And I said to her, well, did you ask in that tone? And she she was the look on her face. I said, I don't know if I'd give you a spot either if you asked me that way. (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is, the, the minute she drove away, probably a parking space came open. Probably. Probably. Um, talk a little bit about when someone asks for something and it's not given. Well, the angels always say yes. God always says yes. The thing is, I've learned, is we can't outline how our prayer will come about because that's so limiting. And usually our human mind isn't capable of knowing all the different variables and possibilities that could lead to our answered prayer. So it's best just to ask for what you want. And not to say, and here's how I want you to do it. You know, hand your angels a script. And that way you'll see the answer to your prayer. A lot of people I've worked with miss the answer because they're expecting it to look a certain way. Okay, so unattached to the outcome. 
Well, the outcome you can be attached to is how you get there. Ah, okay, the process in which it's delivered. Exactly. Um, one woman really, really wanted to um, have to. She she was a pediatric nurse and she wanted to work in geriatrics, and so she was convinced that she had to get um, some sort of transfer or promotion to get there. And and the angels kept trying to tell her that no, if you look over at this other hospital, I think they wanted her to take this other class that you can have the job immediately. And she just wasn't open to seeing this at all. She mm-hmm. she was convinced it had to be the certain way. And so I find that a lot of people who tell me the angels aren't helping them, it's just they are being stubborn and not listening to the intuition they're getting or following it. (laughs) I love you for saying that. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. (laughs) And you know what? We we all fall victim to that at different points in our life, okay? You, You know, there are times when... You know, my ego self is talking way too loud and I'm not paying attention. So it just, it takes a little time to get used to. Um, let, just last week, I ran into a woman and she was talking to me about speaking with her angels and she has a daughter and a son and she started noticing them talking to the wall and things like that. Um, I know you have a son who's, who's very into all of this as well. How does a parent uh, nurture this openness and connectedness with the angelic realm? Oh, well, the main way is just by listening and being very supportive. And when people ask me about these new children, what I always say is that I think that children have always been this intuitive, but the difference now is that parents are more accepting. So any way that you can accept this in the child will be very, very helpful in in a sacred part of the the parent's journey. My dad used to help me out when I was little. He would hide things around the house, and then he would walk with me and teach me to go into my gut to find these lost, not, you know, hidden objects. And then he would say to me, you're getting warmer, you're getting colder, you're getting hotter, and really helped me to develop my gut feelings and my, my connection to them. And when we'd drive together, we were looking for a parking space, he would have me use my gut to find a parking space for him in the, the parking lot. Your dad just sounds like a cool guy. Yeah, he's super cool. <laughs> Both my parents are just amazing. And, and, very glad I chose them. <laughs> oh, and I, I love that you said that, too, about choosing, because that's true, right? We choose our parents and our spouses and our kids as well? We do, we do. and that includes choosing the, the challenging parents. Um, challenging parents are here to balance our karma from previous lifetimes as well as to teach us how to be strong, patient, and forgiving. So mm-hmm. no matter what parents you chose, they're perfect for your life purpose. <laughs> and, you know, Marie's making you a face. You should see the look on yeah. my face right now. I, <laughs> but it's all right. You learned a lot of lessons, I right, I did Marie? learn a lot of lessons. That is true. Yes, definitely. Some people are very ambitious light workers who choose to have very challenging lives before they get here. Because then you can have the equivalent of a Ph.D. in spiritual growth in one lifetime. <laughs> I do believe that's true. <laughs> oh, I love it. Tell us about uh, angel words, because this is something that came about when working with your son. Yes, I'm so excited about this book. I think this book is my life work and maybe my legacy. And so this happened when my son, Grant, is a boy genius computer whiz. You know, nice. he just he grew up with computers, so he knows all about them. And he's my engineer when I record podcasts. 
And so he he watches the computer when he's recording me to see if I'm, my volume is going too loud or too soft. And he can see the spikes and valleys of my voice mm-hmm. on this graph on his computer program. And I, I was recording a podcast, and I said the word angel, and he stopped me, and he said, Oh, my gosh, Mom, look at the shape of this word angel. And he turned his computer screen to me, and it was a, a perfect shape of wings coming off of the center line of the graph. <laughs> and we, wow. we both said, Wow, let's, let's experiment with this. And so we found that every time we said positive words, no matter what emotion we used with them, there was this big energy graph with the, the points on both sides of the center line going way up. And every time we said a word that's universally considered negative, it would be this tightly constricted little teeny energy. And we soon realized we were seeing visual evidence of what great spiritual teachers have taught for eons, that there are high-energy words and low-energy words. We collected stories we put in the book Angel Words about how people absolutely change their their finances, their career, their health, their relationships, their self-esteem, just by changing their vocabulary. And it uh, shows the old energy of what they used to say when they were, they were suffering and how little that is, the low energy words, and then how they change it to high energy words and they change their life. And, and it's, you, it's just in black and white. People are telling me... Um, that they are buying this book as gifts to give to their complaining relatives. <laughs> because it, it's, a, it's a very down-to-earth book. It's not airy-fairy. And, and anyone who looks at these graphs, you're never going to, you will always want to say positive words after that. See how I changed my words just then? Yes, I love it. It reminds me a little bit of Dr. Emoto's work yes. with words yeah. and water. Um, he, Dr. Emoto is a, a good friend of mine who I love his messages from water books. And you're right. This is really similar. This shows exactly the shape that comes out of your mouth, what it looks like. And so it's, it's kind of like if you witnessed, um, you know, anything that is a wake-up call. To me, to Grant and I, this book was a big wake-up call for us. It really heightened our awareness of the power of words in negative and positive. Oh, I just love that. And we so need that right now. And sometimes just stopping and thinking about what you're saying before it flies out of your mouth is, oh, is all that it takes. But, but this book, Angel Words, you can actually see the effect of that word, both the grotesque nature of it, if it's a negative word, or the beautiful lightness of it, if it's a positive word. Yeah, I mean, simple words like win and lose, if you look at those, it, there's always a positive way to say everything. And, and in the case of the word win, it's got a huge energy graph, and the word lose is all tightly constricted. And so no wonder the law of attraction works on the words you use. It's, it's attracting literally with high energy or low energy. Oh, I just love it. And I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. I want to thank Doreen. I want to thank Marie. Um, Doreen's books are Archangels 101 and Angel Words. Those are just the new ones. She's got a backlog of fabulous books, fabulous decks of cards to get you started. You know, if you're not real 
you know, certain of how to get started with connecting uh, with the angelic realm, any of, of Doreen's works would be perfect for you. And you can find them on Amazon.com. Real easy way. Just put in Doreen Virtue and a whole bunch of stuff's going to come up and you can look through there and read about each one and figure out what's best for you. Or if you want to check out a little bit more about Doreen and what she's all about, you can go to angeltherapy.com. Doreen, thank you for helping this l- little dream of mine come true. And oh, mine. You're so sweet, Lisa. Thank you. And Marie, too. I appreciate connecting with both of you. Uh, Thank you. Well, bless you. And just to make us here in Michigan a little bit jealous, tell us what the weather's like in Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> well, um, hopefully it'll inspire you instead of make you jealous. Come oh. out to Hawaii. I teach classes out here. And the weather usually is 82 degrees every day, and it's about the same at night. Um, it's nice because you don't have to figure out what you're going to wear every day. You just always wear <laughs> the same thing. I love it. And for, thank you uh, for helping me by changing that angel word that I just said into something positive. Yeah. I, I love that. Bless yeah, you, bless I, you, bless you. And I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. You guys are great. Angel Th- blessings to you and all your listeners. Thanks thank so much. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.